In the name of the risen one, amen. Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger on the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. That one sentence has left Thomas forever labeled as the one who doubts the resurrection. Thomas may be the one who gets the label, but the other disciples also reveal the difficulty of believing. On the evening of the first day of the week, the day Jesus was resurrected, they are hiding. God opened the tomb and they locked the doors. God emptied the tomb and they huddled inside the house. Jesus appears to them, he speaks peace to them, he breathes his life into them and sends them out. A week later, they are in the same room behind the same locked doors. Not much has changed. It's not easy to live into the reality of Easter. Thomas and the other disciples are all struggling to reconcile what it means to be a community shaped by the dying and rising of Christ, by the expectation-shattering reality of life overcoming death. We look around and see that things haven't changed all that much this week either. Before Easter, there was a pandemic. After Easter, there's still a pandemic. Before Easter, there was illness and death. After Easter, there's still illness and death. Before Easter, there was pain and brokenness in the world. And after Easter, there's still pain and brokenness in the world. What we believe about Jesus doesn't always fit with what we can touch or hear or see in our world. We can quickly and all too easily get to the same place as Thomas when he says, unless I see, unless I feel, I will not believe. Most of us live with at least one unless clause. Unless I can see evidence that Jesus is stepping into my world, letting children out of cages on the border, lifting one man's knee off of another man's neck, how can I know it to be true? Far too often we condition the resurrection not on the power of God, but on the sufficiency of the evidence. Each little unless of ours however, just becomes another lock inside our door, barricading us into an ever smaller space. It won't keep Jesus out, but it will keep us trapped inside, and it won't be long before our house becomes our tomb. The resurrection of Christ will never meet our conditions. It empowers and enables us to meet our conditions. It lets us unlock the doors and step outside even when we don't know what's on the other side. The resurrection doesn't end war or violence. It reveals the sanctity and dignity of life so that we might speak and work for justice, freedom, and peace. It is the compassion behind our tears, our prayers, our labor for all who are victims of hunger, injustice, or oppression. 
The resurrection does not magically fix relationships. It is the energy and perseverance behind our work to reconcile with one another and to resolve conflict. It is the power by which we love our neighbors as ourselves. The resurrection does not eliminate our pain or tears over the death of a loved one. Rather, it is the strength to meet the days ahead in the comfort of a reasonable and holy hope, in the joyful expectation of eternal life with those we love. The resurrection does not offer measurable results or outcomes. It is not an idea to be grasped or a case to be proved. It is a life to be unlocked and fully lived. As we listen to this gospel account, we might do well to ask ourselves, what doors do we hide behind? What is it we fear? How have we used or allowed guilt, regret, disappointment, anger, shame, resentment, sorrows and losses, wounds and hurts to lock the doors of our lives? What will it take for you to unlock the doors of your house. I'm not asking about the house where you quarantine, and not only from COVID, but from the doubts and questions of the world we see in the news. I'm asking about the house of your heart, the house of your imagination, the house of your creativity. This is our true home, and this is a house where doors are always unlocked and open. This is a house inhabited by faith, love, compassion, forgiveness, and most especially hope and courage. As long as we remain behind the locked doors of our hearts and minds, nothing will change. The world will look the same as it did before Easter. Our lives will look the same as they did before Easter. If today our lives and world look the same as they did before Easter, then you and I need to start looking for and unlocking some doors. Easter makes a difference. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia. Every time we unlock one of these doors, we step into our own resurrection. Easter is Jesus' promise that there is a future on the other side, but it's up to us to risk opening up to it. Jesus, you notice, did not unlock the doors for the disciples. They would have to do that for themselves. And so do you and I. No one else, not even Jesus, can open the doors you've locked. No one, not even Jesus, can open the doors I've locked. That's for you and me to do. That's our Easter life. And you and I already hold in our hand the key. Jesus himself put it there. Amen.